Oh yeah, no. He's Tandela Wena and um Farmaziabona and that is Msaki. That's how we start our conversation this uh, afternoon and uh, thank you for connecting with us and uh, we're talking right now about uh, um you know the the importance of voting and just looking at uh, uh, what is expected of uh, political parties of individuals uh, of the IEC and uh, uh, citizens at large and uh, joining us uh, right now is Mr. Masiho uh, Masiho Shiburi uh, joining us uh, on the line. Good afternoon and welcome, Mr. Shiburi. Good afternoon, Mr. Sheldon. Thank you so much uh, for taking our call. You know, we all just focusing on the commissions and uh, the Casta Seminia challenges and the list goes on that we might be distracted and not focus on uh, the road to elections. Uh, I mean, the 9th of May is just around the corner, isn't it? That's correct. The 8th of May is just around the corner. Actually, 8th of May. So, yeah, it is about 80 days to go from today. Let's talk about the importance of elections in a democratic uh, state. The importance of an, an election in a final analysis is a process of selection, mm-hmm. meaning that citizens of the country would have listened to competing policy propositions by the various political parties and on an informed basis the citizen then makes a selection. So our facility, our, our, our responsibility is to make sure that there's a platform for people to exercise that election and we translate that choice into representation in the various legislatures and in the parliament. Now, we have a large population of first-time voters um, who have never, ever voted uh, before. If you were to explain to them the importance of uh, why do, why is it that uh, they need to, to um, elections in this country? Uh, look, the people who are elected to hold political office uh, hold so much sway over the lives of the citizens. So it is incumbent about citizens to make sure that the people who run their affairs are people who have been selected by them, mm-hmm. who have sound policies, or who speak to the challenges that confront uh, the country as we speak. So by staying away, you're basically allowing other people to make a choice on your behalf on who will uh, regulate the affairs of the country, on who will preside mm-hmm. over the limited resources that the country has. So an election and by voting, you make a determination to say who has access to the national press and in the manner that they spend it. And for the many political parties that have registered, I'm not sure if we have a final number. Uh, Why is it important to campaign? Um, Because, you know, some believe that uh, by just attacking uh, the one ruling party, they don't have to be um, informing uh, citizens about what their manifesto uh, entails and uh, just, you know, campaigning for, for elections. A campaigning, as I said, uh, provides the, the political parties with a platform to tell the citizenry why they should choose them and not the other the other political parties. So parties, I suppose, have their preference of, of how they do their their campaigns. But if I were to preside over a party, God forbid, I would not waste too much time talking about the other parties mm. and therefore profiling them and giving them uh, 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 time. I would rather focus on telling the people and convincing them why they should choose me in preference to other 
policy and political choices. So let's talk about the process um, uh, from now on. Where where do we begin? Um, when do we have uh, we the proclamation? I guess of of the election date. The president has announced that uh, May eighth will be the date on which we hold an election. Mm-hmm. We anticipate that the president will imminently formalize that date by way of a proclamation. And once the president proclaims the election, proclaims the election date, on that date, the voters' roll closes. So for people who are not yet registered as voters, they can register beyond that date, but they will not be included on the voters' roll that's going to be used for this election. Proclamation marks the and formally launches the period of elections. Mm-hmm. In that, on that date, the electoral code of conduct, which binds political parties and their candidate is triggered, it comes into effect. Similarly, the political parties can, from that day onward, submit the, their list of candidates to the Electoral Commission. Mm-hmm. And on that, shortly after that date, the Electoral Commission will consult with political parties and issue an election timetable. As the name suggests, a timetable will include all milestones and activities that lead up to the May 8th voting day, the things that political parties must do, the cut-off time for those things. We will issue a timetable soon after proclamation, having consulted with political parties. And I guess um, uh, within that as well, uh, in the submission of our candidate lists, uh, what should political parties um, take into consideration? The key requirement for political parties is that they must give us a list in their order of preference Mm. and we're making a facility available in terms of which political parties don't necessarily need to come to the Electoral Commission to make submissions. They can go onto onto the portal and control their submission from the comfort of their offices. They don't have to come to the Electoral Commission. They can submit the list online, pay the relevant deposit, and just to remind political parties, it is 45,000 for each legislature and 200,000 for the national uh, parliament. If a party is contesting all nine legislatures and parliament, the party must deposit an amount of 605,000. Yeah. Having submitted their list, they must also make sure that persons who appear on their list as candidates are people who are entitled to stand for political office in terms of the constitution. In other words, They are citizens, they are registered as voters, and they are not barred in terms of the constitution, and they are are not people who have been found guilty and sentenced to a custodial sentence without an option of a fine, and five years has not elapsed since they last served that sentence. So those are the key things related to candidates. I'd like to know when we come back from this break, what is the return on investment? What does the IEC then give in return for to towards the party uh, campaigning and uh, electioneering? All right, uh, we take a break. When we return, taking your calls on 089-104-2-0891-104-207. And uh, we're talking about uh, the need uh, to take note uh, from uh, the election date that has been announced. If you have questions, comments, uh, do give us a call there. PTCO of uh, the Independent Electoral Commission joins us on the line right now. Call Chris Salda now, 0891 104 207.
It's a very good afternoon from us. Uh, we're zooming in the IEC timetable for pre-2019 elections, getting to know more about the election uh, proclamation dates and uh, looking at provincial voters' role. And uh, for those parties that would like to contest all nine provinces, um, 605,000, and joining us uh, to help us understand what this entails is Mr. Maseho uh, Shiburi, who's Deputy CEO of the IEC. So, What's the return on this investment? I'm assuming it's an investment. It's not just money you pay and, um, you know, there are no benefits. On our party, it's not an investment because if a party gets a single seat, they mm. get their deposit uh, repaid uh, to oh, them. okay. However, if a party fails to secure a seat, they forfeit the amount, yep. and that amount is not forfeited to the IEC it is forfeited to the national fiscals. So on our part, it is not a revenue generation mechanism. Mm. For political parties, it's just to demonstrate that they are serious, they are a party of substance, and that they have support. And that they've crossed the T's, as you indicated earlier on, that there must be no criminal records, and, and the list goes on. Those kind of things, yes. Because okay. as we speak, we already have in excess of 400 parties that are registered to contest elections nationally. 400 parties? Over 400 parties can contest. So if you do not have a deposit, you may end up with an unwieldy ballot paper because everyone will be entitled to participate. It's so interesting that, I mean, there's over 400 parties and yet all we hear about is just one party. Uh, Everybody is just attacking this particular party. It would be interesting to know what people have on offer. And very few parties have launched their manifestos, and which makes it difficult uh, to understand. I mean, why even contest when you don't even know what it is that you offer? So let's talk about the certification of a voter's role. What does that entail? What, What does it mean exactly? Uh, Between the date of proclamation and the date of certification, the Electoral Commission is introducing a new step, meaning that we will place the voters' role, we will lay it open for political parties and all stakeholders to inspect it and to raise objections. Mm -hmm. Beyond that period, the Chief Electoral Officer will then certify the voters' role. The net import of that is that the voters' role as it stands, as it's certified, will be the voters' role that we will use for purposes of an election. So beyond that period of certification, parties cannot raise objections against the inclusion or exclusion of a person on that segment of the voters' role. And and then when do we get uh, the less publicized uh, so that people can ponder on who they prefer as, as, a, as a leader moving forward? <laughs> Uh, parties will, will, on the day of proclamation, uh, begin to submit their list of candidates. And on the day that will be in the timetable, we anticipate that it will be around the mid-March or the third week of March. We will have, we can speak with certainty, on the number of parties that have met the conditions to contest the elections. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the list, uh, the, the candidate list, that uh, that uh, the candidates that are included on those lists. So by the third week of March, the South African citizen will be able to, to tell who the candidates for each party are and mm-hmm. which parties 
have met the, the, the obligations and the conditions for contesting the 2019 elections. Now, in the past years, uh, there's, uh, there, were, there was also um, accommodation for foreign missions um, voting. Does that still apply this year? And is there a specific date? And also just looking at uh, the special voting dates. Uh, in, in the past, there would be two days before the actual voting day. You know the elections too well, Chrisella. Uh, you're correct. The, on the day of proclamation, South Africans who are overseas or who may be traveling abroad on the day of the election can go onto our website and give notice to the chief electoral officer of their intention to vote overseas and also indicate the South African mission abroad at which they intend to vote. Mm-hmm. So South Africans abroad will typically vote about 10 days before we vote in the country. Similarly, there will be still opportunities for special votes. And as you all know, special votes relate to those citizens who are registered as voters, but owing to either physical infirmity or disability or pregnancy, are unable to travel to a voting station Mm. on the day of an election. Those category of voters may apply or cause an application to be made on their behalf and we will then send teams to visit them in their places of confinement so that they can vote in the comfort in the places at which they are confined. For those of us who can go to voting stations but will be away from our voting district or voting station on election day, Mm -hmm. we can make an application and if it is approved, we will then vote on the first two days preceding at the date of an election, which will be a Wednesday on the 8th. So on the Monday and Tuesday, we will administer special votes at both voting stations and at home for the category of voters who are unable to physically present themselves at the voting station. All right, number to dial is 0891-104-207, WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. And uh, we unfortunately can't take your SMSs, but can take your Twitters and uh, Facebook messages at SAFM Radio and your hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. And uh, uh, just zooming in on uh, IEC's timetable for 2019, uh, this is pre-elections and uh, your questions, comments um, will be highly appreciated. Now, comes the 8th of May. What is expected of citizens? On the 8th of May, it is very simple. We have a very simple uh, electoral system. A person takes their official identity document. They go to the voting station at which they are registered. If a person needs to check their voting station, they can call our contact center on 0800 11 8000. When they get to a station, they present their ID document, will verify if they are registered on the voter's roll, and if their name is on that segment of the voter's roll, we will scratch their name of the voter's roll and give them two ballots because they are in the province in which they are registered. A person marks their ballot in secret, folds them, and deposits them into the ballot boxes, and they are done for the day. For those persons who owing to work commitments or travel are outside of their stations of registration or voting districts of their registration. They can go to any station. When they arrive there, they ask to be permitted to vote. They will complete an affirmation statement. Mm. We will check if they are registered as voters 
And if they are registered as voters, those persons will be entitled to vote. If, however, a person is registered in Gauteng and they find themselves in Cape Town or Durban or Bloemfontein on the day of an election, they will still be entitled to vote, but they will then forfeit the provincial ballot because ah, they will be voting only for national in which in which they are registered. Yes, so it will only Similarly, count for national. For national years. All right, let's take the news headlines and and finish that thought. Uh, Let's take the news headlines uh, with Utsilia Saku standing by. Good afternoon. Discussions impacting your life the most. Talking about what to anticipate, uh, uh, there's uh, pre-election preparation, and uh, our guest on the line is Mr. Maseho Shiburi, who is Deputy CEO of the IEC, and uh, we're just uh, pre-zooming uh, on the IEC's timetable uh, for 2019. Questions, comments, uh, do connect with us at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook, and hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. We're also taking your calls on 0891-104-207 on Twitter, Moegezi wants to know, um, is it not the duty, actually I'm co-asking with Moegezi this particular question, is it not uh, the duty of the IEC to disqualify a party that fails to deliver as promised during the election campaign? Just asking. It's a good question. However, we can only do that which the law permits us to do. We do not have that responsibility in law. And hence you have regular elections because it is the electorate are the best arbiter of performance or non-performance on the part mm. of political parties because they are the persons who are impacted uh, by the decisions that are taken by political parties. So who's responsible for safety as well during elections? Would it be the IEC or the country's um, safety cluster? The on election day and at any other day, the security cluster remains the constitutional authority still faced with the security and safety of, of citizens. So the SAPS and the security cluster are still responsible for the safety and security of citizens on election day. All right, let's go to the lines now, 891 Les joins us from Polokwane. Good afternoon, Les. Good afternoon. Uh, thanks for taking my call. And I have a question uh, sure. for the member of the IEC. Um, I, it's a question I put before, and the IEC's name came up. Namely, who decides on the coverage um, on the media mm-hmm. uh, for electioneering? I, I have a bit of a problem with it. I can understand some of the minor parties, especially since you're talking maybe 400 you're parties. 400 plus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think basically the three main parties should at least have equal participation on media. Uh, that is not the case. And I, my problem with it is SABC, for instance, is government controlled. Mm. And we know, as in the past, the wrong people get in. Um, so I have a, a little bit of a problem and I'd like the gentleman from the IEC to determine to me who exactly came up with that the biggest party gets the biggest time. Sure. Thanks, because Les. It's unfair. Yeah. Right. I'll listen on the radio, okay? Thank you. Thank you very much okay. for calling and thank, thank you for you staying sir. tuned. Um, Mr. Shiburi, who gets to decide? And that's a question from Les. Okay. For the 
for the national broadcaster, which is the SABC, I think their editorial uh, their editorial guidelines determines their coverage and how they cover political parties. So it will be the broadcaster's editorial guidelines. I suspect it should it, it should be yes. We do not determine that as the IEC. Okay. However, as it relates to the allocation of airtime for party campaign purposes. Mm-hmm. There are regulations that are passed by ICASA in consultation with political parties and stakeholders. And those regulations, as I understand them, they have an equity component and also a, a, they have an equity component in terms of which they allocate uh, airtime to, to political parties. So I think a percentage will be based on equity and the other percentage will be on equal time for political parties. If you look at those uh, regulations, political parties that have demonstrable support, that have the majority of seats, will always, in terms of those regulations, receive more more airtime. Mm. The ICASA published the regulations for public comment late last year, and I know they held a number of workshops in provinces to receive feedback from stakeholders on whether they should persist with that allocation formula. Uh, so once finalized, those regulations will determine the airtime that political parties receive. I guess we will have to speak to different media houses um, just to get an understanding from their editorial policy how they do their allocations. I think Mm. uh, uh, our producers are noting that. And uh, uh, let's take some of your questions. Comments, Reijin Ngobo says, how many voters per seat? Uh, it, will, it 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 depends on the on the province. The number of votes that determine a seat is a function of the total voter turnout. Let's mm. take a province like Houghton for an example. Uh, the seat in Houghton is very expensive because in 2014 you needed a minimum of 58,000 votes to get a seat in the Houghton legislature. So the seat is determined once we know the total number of uh, votes, valid votes cast in that uh, province, and we divide that by the total number of, of seats that are available in that legislature, and that gives you a quota, and that quota we will use to determine uh, the, the the number of votes that you must receive in order to qualify for, for a seat. All right, also taking your WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. Hello, Chriselda and your guest. This is Jack from Alberton. I just want to find out how secure the systems of uh, IEC. In other words, uh, how easy would it be for Russia to, to you know, hack into the system and uh, swing the uh, results to a party of their preference? Thank you. It's interesting. I would like to know why you chose Russia specifically. But yeah, your, your response, Mr. Shibul. And I think that's a, a pertinent uh, question in the era that we live in. Uh, Especially um, the fact that most African states are accused of rigging um, votes and uh, leading to violence and, you know. Yes. The good thing with our system is that an election is won or lost at the voting station. Mm-hmm. And at the voting station, political parties are represented by party agents during the voting and even during the counting process. Mm. We also ask that political parties sign off on the result slip, which is manually generated at the voting station. So we do not have electronic voting. 
we do not transmit our results electronically. Mm. They are transmitted manually to a capturing site at which political parties are represented and present. By the time we start capturing, parties already know the number of uh, votes they receive at the voting station. Actually, parties already have results from each of the voting stations. And we scan those results into a... We scan them to create an image. And once we scan them, political parties have access almost at the same time that we have access to those results. So the system is paper-based. And even if there were to be an attempt at hacking, we should be able to regenerate result slips based on the result slip that Mm. has been completed at the voting station. Having said that, we are looking at... uh, at all possible other use to further strengthen uh, computer systems so that uh, we, do not, uh, we do not run the risk uh, of such infiltration. That that's really comforting to know. Now, as we conclude, I, I would like you to just, uh, in a very short um, uh, response, talk to that person who does not understand the importance of a democratic state and the ability to vote. The fact that people died uh, for this moment that we're getting as a South African. Uh, and uh, whilst you do that, I would like you to also uh, speak to a Zama Ngobo or a Ngongo, uh, is it Ngongo? Yeah, with an X. Zama Ngongo on Facebook saying, I am selling my vote. I can't be giving away my vote for free, never. I suppose a vote is transactional in its nature because you vote or you select a political party because there's a transactional value, because you understand that if the party gets into power, there will be no specific things that will be of benefit to you. Mm. For someone who's not registered, you have until the date of proclamation to do so at any of our local offices. You can call 0800-11-8000 to get details of our local offices. Please register so that on election day, if you change your mind and wish to participate, you are at least eligible to do so. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us there. And uh, we certainly are better enlightened. Thank you, Christian. Thank you very much. That's Mr. Maseho Shiburi, who is uh, Deputy CEO of the Independent Electoral Commission, that is the IEC, as we are talking about uh, just uh, the timetable of pre-2019 elections. And uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa announced during his State of the Nation address and that uh, 2019 elections will be held on the 8th of May 2019. So it's just around the corner. Have you made up your mind yet? And uh, it would be interesting to know who you're going to be voting for.